Welcome to Elevated Impressions. Welcome to Elevated Impressions. This is Cal, and today I'm elevated on a sativa breed called Super Silver Haze. Thank you for joining me today for Cal's Corner, where we'll be doing a spoiler-free review for The Lord of Rings, Rings of Power, which premiered on Amazon Prime. Now, since this will be a spoiler-free review, we're going to keep a lot of the details to the minimum. So for the recap, this is essentially the prequel to the original Lord of the Rings, which tells the story of Galadriel, uh, her pursuit of Sauron, um, and the reasons why after the war between um, the forces of Morgoth and the elves. Um, this goes into a lot of the lore for Lord of the Rings, and I'll just put this out there. I'm not heavy on the lore. I watched the show, the movies, sorry, ages ago. Attempted to read the books, didn't really pan out perfectly, so I'm not a Lord of the Rings expert. And I feel like, honestly, though, it helped me going into this show because... If you were anywhere online during the premiere of the show, there was a lot of controversy around it uh, based on extreme books, it putting in black characters, oh no, and a lot of the other uh, stipulations that people who are really passionate about The Lord of the Rings were looking for. So for me, I went into this completely blind and I watched it as a completely blind show. Uh, so apologize, you won't be getting any fun Lord of the Rings tidbits here and there. Uh, eventually, I'll try to graduate to that level of knowledge as this show goes along because I think it'll be great to tie in. Um, so, we'll see. So, for our reviews, as you know, we will break it down into four categories. Um, we'll have story, visuals, and characters, along with our other section, and these will all be rated, except for the other, by five clouds. The other will be applying one cloud only if we see or deem fit. So jumping right into this review here, uh, let's start off with characters. So in this show, you'll get to see a bunch of different characters. Uh, some of them tie together to Lord of the Rings, that much I do know from a little bit of research. Um, but main characters we'll see is Galadriel, who's an elf. Uh, you'll get to see Isildur, um, his father Elendil, uh, Arendor, another elf, this human woman named Bronwyn. You'll get to see Celebrimbor, the elf. Um, you'll get to meet Durin, who's a dwarf, his wife Disa, uh, and some Harfords, Nori, and I can't remember her best friend's name. Um, a character named Halibran, another one that we just call the stranger throughout the show, and then Adar, which is another character that I won't spoil who he is in general. Now, for these characters, I was interested more so in the personalities of the dwarves. I feel like they were the best characters in terms of personality-wise, and um, getting to see um, Elrond and uh, Durin interact was great too. That was a fun little tidbit. Disa, his wife, uh, another dwarf, is great. Um, and just 
the overall environment between them was interesting. Um, the elven characters, Galadriel and Irondar, um, Arendir, um, and then the elf king that you see in Calabrimbor, they weren't characters that really did much for me. Like, Galadriel had some great scenes, you're right, you'll see that, but then she also does some things in there that you're, like, very confused and baffled with, and uh, there are some comparisons between her and, you know, the main target of her ire, I guess you could say, and the approach she takes for a lot of things, and she she gets some people involved in shit that she just shouldn't have gotten involved in, and she's very disobedient in general in terms to, like, the orders and commands that she's given, so she's a very controversial character when you think about who she is in the show. Now, mind you, Galadriel is in the later on uh, Lord of the Ring movies, so the two characters are very much different. So don't expect to come in here if you have expectations for Gladrio to be like you know from the movies. Um, there are standout characters in terms to, you know, how they operate. Um, even though Arendir didn't really do much for me outside of the main guardian kind of role he played, um, he does have some standout scenes too. Um, he, he has some romantic scenes as well in there that was kind of cool and touching. Um, and then there are kind of like also the humans that are in there too. They're all just kind of their characters. Like there was nothing in any of these characters that was like a, yeah, this is absolutely what I was looking for in a character minus the dwarves. Like they had the most personality, truthfully. Um, so that part was cool. Um, Halbrand's another character that I enjoyed in general. Um, he was very charismatic in his own way, but still kind of confusing. And when you get to the end of the show, it, they kind of alleviate what it all is about. So that's an interesting part. Um, Adar, that's another character that was more so hmm, kind of mysterious. You get to... You, kind of get to know him a little bit and his goals in the show but there's nothing that's really like you know truly representative of where he's from you still really don't really know much about his background in general so that's something i guess they'll go into season two um overall characters were there like they they had interesting facts about them and they had not so interesting facts about them um but because of the dwarves, I kind of lean more on the side of, you know, intrigue for them. Uh, so overall characters, I'm going to give a 3.3 clouds. All right. So going forward from there, let's touch on the story. Um, as I said, this picked up with Gladriel's hunt um, after the war between them and Morgoth, them being the elves. Um, and it's a slow burn. That, that's, that's the first thing I'll call out for this story. It was a very slow burn going through episode one and two. Um, and it was kind of like, I guess maybe, I think it's actually closer up to like five or six. Um, and it was kind of like a good buildup though, because they, they gave you a lot of background in terms of who these characters were, um, their motivations, um, the, you know, dislike between humans and elves and they also introduced orcs in there and kind of the the back end of it all and it's kind of a it's not a bad story right it's not bad at all i, I can't say it's bad 
And I think it helped the fact that I didn't read any of the books or really get into the lore because watching it, I could see the wait, why would you do this kind of moments. Like there were some times where um, characters would make choices and then completely do the opposite thing two seconds later. And I'm like, wait, I thought that wasn't your goal. And okay, sure, great. Like Galadriel's famous for her very weird choices that she makes in these shows. Um, and then you also have the Harfoots who do the same kind of thing. And then the humans are just all over the place with what they're going on. But overall, as they build it in, because they keep jumping between time. So yeah, 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 they are jumping between time here and there in certain places. Um, so you get to see like some of the back end that leads up to it. And then like these tri-arcing stories join together. And the payoff though, the payoff from that, I will say, is absolutely worth it. There is an underlining plot, uh, there is a main villain, and the plot that they initiate and the path that we get to it and the impact that it has in this world is significant, and I think that was a really good payoff for the story. Even though it's a slow burn through the whole thing and you're kind of, kind of sitting there picking through it, like, okay, what's happening? What's the purpose? You know, what's going on? What does it mean to this person? It gives you a good culmination of all of these plot lines coming together to a conclusive end, and I will give it to the show that that part at least was rewarding, right? Throughout the story, I feel like going into it, even as someone who didn't really watch Lord of the Rings, um, you know, that passionately or had that deep knowledge of the lore, you kept looking for characters that you knew. Galadriel was one of them that you were looking for. Um, you know, you were also looking for Sauron and you're also looking for Gandalf as the main standout characters because these are characters that you know that have been around for forever and leads into the later con to, you know, conflicts in the main movies. So you're looking for big names like that and they kind of give you this lovely tease throughout it of, ooh, is that Sauron? Ooh, is that Gandalf? Ooh, is that this person? Ooh, is that that person? And I liked them playing on it and, you know, basically building up that potential of a re big reveal towards the end. And some of these reveals do pay off and some of them are still kind of like, hmm, okay, I guess. And there's still some that are out there that you still don't know who is who. So it was a good little tease going through it too. And overall, the conclusion of the story was really good. Um, they gave you some weird things, right? That you were like, mm, how did that happen in that particular manner? But it pays off it, I think. I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's definitely worth giving it a second season. And I would recommend just, you know, delving into it with fresh eyes. Don't coming with you know, huge expectations. Now, is it the greatest story around? No, no, it, there, there are a lot of aspects that could have been done better, character relationships that could have been built better, some choices in terms to why didn't we tell the others about this particular information that we found out that definitely could have been done better too. But overall, it was pretty good. So I'm going to give the story a 3.1 clouds. Now, to my favorite part of this show and the season was the visuals. Absolutely beautiful. Now, they take you to different places within the show, uh, such as Casa Dune, the Dwarven Kingdom, Linden and Eregion. Um, you get to go to air different areas in Middle Earth. And 
it was just really well designed. You can see where the budget was. A lot of the most beautiful scenes was definitely in Numenor. That's absolutely something to see. Um, and then when one of the conclusive episodes, the big impact to the world and the large plot that was going on, that episode and the special effects that went into and how it impacted and changed the world there was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous of a show. Um, the minor knock to some of the actual costumes, not really, but a little bit for the dwarves. Their um, wigs were a little interesting. Um, the beards were also a little interesting, but it didn't really take away from it because the dwarves were fun characters in general. Um, but hands down, greatest parts were definitely the orcs. The orcs looked absolutely amazing. And in the beginning, they show some of the fight scenes between uh, the elven warriors and uh, the forces of Morgoth. And that's beautiful too. Um, a lot of that aspect of the show is absolutely gorgeous. I, I think, let me see, there was one or two things that were weird in terms of some of the um, characters that are in here, uh, but there's nothing that was like absolutely hideous. Um, and the costumes are absolutely great. Like I, I loved the outfits and even like the horses got cool armor and shit too. Um, I was a sucker for that. and. Their choreographed fights, too, were absolutely pretty good. Um, I loved seeing that, and it gave me a lot of the reminiscence of, like, how it was jumping into, like, Game of Thrones for the first time, jumping to different areas and seeing the different effects, the start differences between those locations. Perfect. So I feel like visuals were absolutely great for this show. Um, overall, I'm giving that a 4.5 clouds because it stand down, and I, I couldn't pick out anything that was really wrong about the show in terms to um, how it looked and how that was stylized. Now for other overall, um, I don't have anything to rate for other for this show. There really wasn't anything music wise that really stood out for me. There really wasn't anything um, that really was like a, yeah, this is absolutely what I was looking for. This is absolutely great. So. No, there was nothing there for me, so there's, I don't have anything for the other clouds there. Um, so for the total score, um, since this is just my rating, I'm giving it a total of 10.9 clouds. And my elevated impression score for the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, is a 3.63. The visuals really sold it for me on this show. Um, it's a good watch at the very least. I wouldn't really knock giving it a try. It wasn't as bad as people are saying. It's a first season too, so I expect things to be a little rough and bumpy here and there. But I feel like the ultimate payoff for the show was good and the conclusion makes me want to come back for more. So I definitely thought it was a decent show overall. Well, this is Cal. Thanks for joining me today on this Elevated Impressions Corner review for the Lord of the Rings Ring of Power. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Zippy Stream, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for flying with me, folks, and see you next time in Elevated Impressions.
Thanks for flying with Elevated Impressions.